Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Matthew chapter 11, verse 1. After Jesus had finished instructing his twelve disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. When John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk. Those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet, this is the one about whom it is written, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, there is not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been subjected to violence, and the violent people have been raiding it. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John, and if you're willing to accept it, he is the Elijah who was to come. Whoever has ears, let them hear. To what can I compare this generation? They are like children sitting in the marketplaces calling out to others, We played the pipe for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, He's a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is proven right by her deeds. Then Jesus began to denounce the towns in which most of his miracles had been performed, because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon on the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be lifted to the heavens? No, you will go down to Hades. For if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Sodom, it would have remained to this day. But I tell you that it will be more bearable for Sodom on the day of judgment than for you. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, 
and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This chapter has a lot to say about John the Baptist. John the Baptist, or John the Immerser, was in prison, having been put there by the uh, Herod the Great's son, who was also a King Herod. He was locked up and was ultimately going to face execution in prison. But in verse 2, it says, John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah. He sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? Now, friends, this is the same John who, seeing Jesus at the Jordan River, said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. This is John, the cousin of Jesus, who was born under supernatural circumstances. He was well aware that the Lord had revealed to him that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. But things weren't working out like John expected. Here John was sitting in prison, facing ultimately uh, an execution, and here was the Messiah who was supposed to restore the kingdom of God to earth, but things weren't happening in the sequencing that John thought they would. And so Jesus identified himself as the Messiah to John's emissaries by reciting parts of two prophetic words from the prophet Isaiah. And so he used part of the word from Isaiah 35, verse 4 to 6, and part of the word from Isaiah 61 in his, his reply, verse 4, "'Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, as Isaiah had prophesied they would. The lame walk, as Isaiah had prophesied they would. The deaf hear, and the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor.'" as Isaiah once again had foretold concerning the Messiah. And so he was encouraging John, but this passage gives me a lot of encouragement because John the Baptist was as sincere a follower of Jesus as ever lived. He was a godly man. He heard from God. He experienced God. He lived for God. He did all that he knew to do. And yet in his life in the natural, things weren't working out so good. So he had his moment of doubt. Now here, the great Baptist, the great baptizer, the immerser, John, had his moment of doubt in prison. So friends, if you've ever had a moment of doubt or a moment of wondering, are these things really true? It gives me great comfort to see that someone as great in the Lord as John had these kind of thoughts as well. But Jesus reminded him of the scriptures and the fact that he had fulfilled the scriptures. And I'm reminding you of the same thing today. So if you're having doubts about who Jesus is, remember, he is the one who came to fulfill the prophetic scriptures of Israel. He's the one that came to fulfill the Torah and the prophets and all that they had to say about a coming king, Messiah. So the ministry of John the Baptist, Jesus goes on to speak about it. He quotes a, another passage from Isaiah and um, uh, quotes from Malachi in verse 10. This is the one about whom it is written, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet, whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And so this kingdom that had come with the coming of the Messiah, the kingdom of heaven, those who experience heaven's kingdom realm through the Messiah go much deeper than John the Baptist was able to go. And John was able to go as far as anyone could under the old covenant. But the new covenant is greater than the old. The new covenant destiny is greater than the old covenant destiny. 
In verse 13, Jesus said, All of the prophets and the law, the Torah, prophesied until John. And in so saying, he was saying, with the coming of John, preparing the way of the Messiah, and with, in fact, the Messiah having come, the new covenant was beginning, and the old covenant had been abrogated for the new. So you can't have two covenants in force at the same time. The old covenant was passing away, and the new covenant was coming into force. Jesus went on to talk about cities where he had performed mighty miracles, and in my life, I've known of a number of moves of God in different churches and different cities. And one of the things the critics always say is, if this was really God, why wasn't the entire town moved to repent? Why weren't all of the sinners in the town converted? Why weren't the, uh, the bars closed up and the brothels closed up and all of that? Well, here we have Jesus ministering in Chorazin, Bethsaida, and Capernaum, and the people are not moved to repent. And so Jesus himself, he was living revival. He was the Son of God on earth. He preached and did his mighty miracles in these communities, and yet they didn't repent. Listen to verse 20 and following. Then Jesus began to denounce the towns in which most of his miracles had been performed, because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon on the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be lifted to the heavens? No, you will go down to Hades. For if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Sodom, it would have remained to this day. So what's the takeaway from this? The takeaway is that individual people can be experiencing a move of God and revival and a visitation from the Lord, and the city not receive what the Lord is doing. It's a terrible indictment on these cities in the Bible, and it's a terrible indictment on our cities today. I think of the move of God that took place in Toronto. No, the whole city of Toronto did not embrace it, but Toronto Airport Fellowship was changed and millions of people came from all over the world and were touched there. I think about the move of God in Brownsville, Florida in the 90s, the Brownsville Revival, where people came, but the city of Pensacola, Brownsville was a little suburb of Pensacola, the city of of Pensacola, by and large, didn't receive it. And so sadly, these cities in the Bible were like those cities in our day. Don't judge a move of God by the response of the entire city. Judge it yourself. Jesus is inviting people here um, that are weary. It says in verse 28, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So friends, I'm asking you today, perhaps you're weary and carrying a heavy burden today. Perhaps you're sick in your body, or perhaps you're weighed down with your sins. Perhaps you're weighed down with the cares of this world. Jesus is inviting you to let him help you carry the burden you've got. He's humble. He's gracious. He's loving. He loves you. He's gentle. He's here to save you to heal you, to be your Lord, your Savior, your best friend. So pray with me now if you've never done this before and ask Jesus, because the Bible says that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's me and that's you. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord Christ Jesus. He wants to give you life today. And so if you've never received Jesus, I want you to pray with me this morning. Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. You pray that, friends. Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, 
Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I ask you to forgive my sins. Help me carry my burdens. Lord, become my Savior, my Lord, and my God today. Forgive me and come into my heart. Let me be born again this day and live for you from now on. In Jesus' name I ask, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.